I'm turning that off for now because I hit the record button. I saw a dog. A dog. That's the KFC. The KFC dog? That's like the pizza dog from Hawkeye? You'd never watched Hawkeye, did you? No. You totally missed pizza dog. Hawkeye was good. Hawkeye was awesome. Yeah. And you know what you need to get back to watching? Boba Fett, the last yeah. three episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't see it. But their mom and I watched it. So this is us. I am Scott Stimson from International Computer Solutions. And this is the intro to the San Carlos Computer Club that we just had today. I am here with... Okay. I'm Viviana Stimson. I'm Scott Simpson's daughter. Okay. And we're sitting in a Dairy Queen line with... Sid February. Getting ready to leave to go back to Alaska tomorrow night. This is the last intro, last computer club in person for Sid. And this is, of course... Uh, Mass Mix Moss. Emily Stimson, the favorite child. Maker of bracelets, breaker of heart, finisher of homework. You gotta hurry Apprentice, up. lab tech, keeper of fools, mythology, and Susie Sandwich. Ah, uh, sí, dame un momento, por favor. Okay, okay, estamos listos. Okay, gracias. Un blizzard, choco junga. All right, so we've ordered our desserts. We're in Wymus. We're picking the kids up from school and getting ice cream, which is the most awesome thing we could do for the intro for the San Carlos Cuter Club. Yay. And we're approaching the drive-thru, waiting for our just desserts. What was the total? Out of pay. That's right. I, I didn't pay any attention. Oh, okay. 239. It's 239. Are you getting this? That's awesome. You're spoiling us. I gotta get rid of some. <laughs> I smell something good. Mmm, it's coming from here. Huele rico de adentro. ¿Qué ustedes están cocinando? Waffles. It's waffles. Oh, hey, and we're still recording. Oh, okay. So we've got our ice cream, and now we're about to head back. So this is a, probably a good time to end this intro for the San Carlos Computer Club from March 15, 2022. Again, I'm your interminable host, Scott Stimson, guest speaker and tech enthusiast, as well as all-around general uh, guru nerd of IT with uh, his family, the Sid Meister. Say hi, Sid. Hola. His children, Bibiana. The extreme anime fan. Say hi, BB. Hi. And the little buddy that's been helping with these intros. Mass Mix Moss, Emily Simpson, favorite child, maker of bracelets, breaker of heart, finisher of homework, apprentice, laptop tech, keeper of fools, solid enthusiast, shapeshifter, witch. Till next Tuesday, tech on. Tech on. Tech on. Tech on. So this is a Adele you got on Amazon, all-in-one, 24-inch. Do you remember the model of it? Yeah, I can look. And I, I just look. want to take a moment and say welcome, everybody that's chosen to join us this morning for the San Carlos Computer Club. I'm your interminable host, Scott Stimson, and we are the San Carlos Computer Club. I've got one of my best buddies sitting next to me right now. Sid, this is your last in-person computer club for this season, and Sid will be going home to Alaska. Uh, tomorrow night, is that right? Yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Well, start the track at home next time. And for those of you that are joining us now, I have got a document of possible topics that's full of stuff. I don't know if you're interested in any of it or none of it or all of it, but I'm going to paste the link in the chat. If you didn't get it from email, this is a place that you can open it up. And on this link, 
you'll see some some questions and topics and top on my mind is big jim heckling me because i sent out another announcement of this being a virtual meeting and he wants to go back to in-person meetings so i got to do something about that i can't have him booing my emails <laughs> so jim if you catch up with this later i'm definitely thinking seriously about maybe having in-person meetings <laughs> Okay, and I'm Linda, Dell. you're showing us your, your new all-in-one. Did you get the model number off of it? Yeah, it's the Dell Inspirion 27. I guess it is 27. 7,700, 27 inch. It's 7,700. We didn't get the touch one. Okay. Why? And the touch one was more money. So this was 999 actually. 999. What it, was the what was the difference in price for the touch one? Just the out of touch curiosity. One was about 13, I think. Okay. So like about and a $200 is, difference for touch. Yeah. And this is i7 11th generation. Well, that's great. That's the mo- the most recent is 12 and they're just starting to hit the market. So this is Right. Yeah, this is the 11th gen. You said and i7. This had, yeah, this has 12 gigabytes of DDR Four RAM, 256 SSD, plus one terabyte HDD. Uh, kind of a hybrid con- configuration. Like you put the operating system and your programs on the SSD for performance, and then you use the hard drive for your storage. Yeah. It has a two year on site, six really? months Dell migrate. Now, that was from Dell? Yeah. it's Yeah. I bought it on Amazon, though. But, but the two year on site was part of the Amazon package. Yeah. Two year on site, six months Dell migrate, and Windows 11 Pro. Hey, do you know what Dell Migrate is? No. You, I don't know. But they used to let you migrate products across the border where you could buy a product in the United States, bring it down to Mexico, and then change the country of origin so that you would get support. in the. As long as they had support in the country, they would allow you to change the, the point of origin so you could get support in that country. I don't oh. know if that's related or not, but when you say Dell Migrate, that's, that's one of my feelings. Maybe Dell Migrate is them helping you remotely move all your data from your old computer to your new computer. I I have no idea. I'm looking it up right now. (laughs) Jim and Paul have joined us. Good morning. We've got a full group again. And do we have any topics that anyone has brought to the table for this meeting this week? I just want to remind you, we may do in-person meetings at some point, and the way we'll do them is written at the bottom of the document I've shared. Linda, were you going to add something? Okay, Dell Migrate. Yeah, Dell Migrate. We'll help move files and settings from your old PC operating system that is installed on your old PC. Is Windows 8.1 or above? Oh, great. So the... It's yeah. some transitional software to bring you into the new computer from the old one. Yeah, but the migrate that I want is from my old laptop onto the new one. Right. Well, that it sounds, sounds like, like a syncing. Sounds like a syncing, which is a very nice feature. Well, yeah, but that isn't where I want to sync. I want to sync from my old laptop to the other, the new laptop I bought. Maybe I misunderstood the description. It was about moving your data off of. I thought it was moving it off of your old computer, putting it onto your new one. Did I misunderstand? Yeah, yeah that's what Dell Migrate is, but that's not what I want to migrate. Well, well, aren't you describing what you want to migrate as moving stuff from your old laptop to the this new computer? No. Oh. 
Move, you, moving you, my old laptop to the new laptop I bought. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. You got two different, two new computers. What's your new laptop? It's a Lenovo Touch um, uh, IdeaPad S340. Well, that sounds nice. So yeah, it's an i7. I only like i7s because they're speedier. Yeah, they can be a little hard on battery life, but compared to Macintosh technology, all Intel products are hard on battery life now. So that's what I want to migrate because what's happening is my old Lenovo is 10 years old. And when I do turn it off and turn it on, I'm getting green and pink on the screen and it takes almost five to 10 minutes for it to go away. And I don't know how to fix that. You know, if your laptop is old enough to have a screen with a fluorescent light source, that's probably what's going on is that bulb is going out. Oh, okay. That, that pink uh, description and that period of time you're waiting to, I don't know, heat up for lack of better terms. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all really, really uh, a common problem with, with screens with a fluorescent filament Well, it's as, it, as it goes bad. It's part, and the frustrating thing about the light source for a panel like that is that you can't replace the bulb. You got to replace the whole panel. Nobody just replaces the bulb. And, and so, yeah, okay. you're ready for a new computer. Right. Because of that so screen. This nice little de- uh, this nice little Lenovo. I've had Lenovo's. I really like them. And this this computer just lasted all. This computer was a Windows Seven when I started. So, well, do you have um, one disc available to you? Do you do you have no, a subscription um, to Office? No, I don't have a subscription to Office, and there's okay. no uh, CD on the new one. So you could do a. Um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't bring. Well, let me do, you could do a manual backup of the other computer simply by grabbing every folder that's under the user account and dropping them in the user account folder of the new computer. Now, it, it, programs? it will not move programs. In the, and there is not, in the Windows world, there still is no way to move programs. What, okay. what you, I'm sorry, Linda, go ahead. Okay, so if you have your photos on Google Photos, but that, that already transfers over. Well, and remember that Google Photos, unless you're paying for storage space to store actual the actual size photos, you've probably chosen to store them at a lower quality to take advantage uh-huh. of the small amount of space. So uh-huh. though those photos are of a great quality, even the lower qualities, they're not copies of the originals. They're, for all practical purposes, a completely different copy of the photos. And you probably get by just fine with that copy, but it's not the originals. It is the lower quality. Yeah. For most people, it probably doesn't matter, but it's good to understand what you're working with. You're working with the Google interpretation of your photos, unless you've paid for storage space to specifically store the actual quality photos. And again, you could just grab all that stuff and move it over from a multi-select. What's been nice from Windows 8 is that when you use Windows to copy a bunch of folders like that, if anything fails, it typically continues to copy everything else. It makes an announcement, cannot copy this thing. And in the background, it's still copying everything else it can. And that used to be the frustration up until Windows 8 was that if it failed, it would just sit there and it would stop copying anything until you dealt with the message. So that's okay. that's a real rudimentary way that you could get everything from one computer to the other. 
is you could well, plug on my passport. Well, that's what I'm thinking is you could plug in your passport drive and you could you could select your user folder from that computer, your user account folder, and just drag that over to your passport drive. And that's going to take a while, depending on how much contents is in your folder. And then okay. I would suggest just just for just well, you know, I'm going through just generations of Windows, and I guess it doesn't matter because since Windows 10, there is no easy way to transfer settings, background image. Used to do that all the time with Windows all the way up to Windows Windows 8. Actually, you could copy your your folder in its entirety, and it really mattered what name you used for your new account because then it could just take over your old your old folder. But we have not been able to do that since Windows 10, and it has to do with security. And so the best you can hope to do is bring all your files over. Your settings, what you could do is you could sign into your Microsoft account on your old computer, and you could turn on the function for bringing over settings. And that would synchronize with your Microsoft account. And then when you sign in with your Microsoft account on the new computer, theoretically, those things will come over. Now, in practice, I've seen that to be a little a little spotty. Okay, well, I already did that. Okay. On my, on the, maybe I should let Dell migrate my my laptop onto the to that computer and then forget about my little tablet and just shoot, I mean my little my new laptop and just don't and use it the other way and let them migrate it over right well you could it's just I'm not certain how extensive their migration is it might just automatically do what I'm describing because of settings and applications that cannot be migrated over they may not even worry about it they may just dump all your data where it should be on your new computer which may work just fine for you it, it essentially be taking that manual job I just described and doing it automatically okay kind of confusing what what is it that's confusing how to do it how to do it well you've you've drag and dropped files before right well i have all the computers integrated together so i mean as far as my uh you know my favorites and my setting and all that they're all the same on all the computers i don't have separate ones i was just thinking about some of the other stuff that i've saved on my laptop that aren't on the other one yeah so, I mean, that would be the easiest way to make sure you got everything was just to bring the user folder over. Everything in the user folder, all those folders can be just copied, right? We're talking about Windows 10, right? Yeah. Windows yeah, your 10. old computer's Windows 10, your new computer is... Okay, so where do you go to do that? Under users, the C drive. On Windows 10? Yeah, yeah. If you go into your... Yeah, your... I didn't convert this laptop over this one to I'm... 10. The other one, they converted over over to 11. Oh, okay. Well, it's the same folder structure. I mean, you're quite literally just sticking files in the same location on the new computer. So you're taking all the files out of my documents and you're putting it into, into documents on your new computer. You're taking all the files okay, out so of I photos or pictures and you're sticking those in uh -huh. the pictures folder. Okay, so I'm on my documents. So now what do I do on my docs? Well, if you wanted to do it folder by folder, you could just take the documents folder 
Okay. So if you go to if you go to my PC or you go to this PC and you go to the C drive. In fact, let me let me go bring up C, my go to this PC. You see the C drive and then go okay, out, go to go users. To, go go to the C drive. And then you should okay, see your your user. user account there. Are you looking users. at my screen? So then it's Double up to you how user. you do it. You could go into the user folder and you could take documents, pictures, when we back up a computer, we just grab the entire okay, so folder a- because we don't want to miss anything. Okay, so I'm in users. I went Linda's PC, and now it shows a bunch of folders. With Android, goes to like Rainlander, VP Unlimited. It goes mm-hmm. all these are are listed: OneDrive, pictures, music. So, so what's going okay, to matter to you in that new computer is going to be the same folders. It's going to be what's in pictures, what's in documents, what's in downloads, what's in music, what's okay. in links, what's in favorites. So, so, so you there. could just grab the now entire folder of Linda's PC and, and you'd have everything there with you. And then you can move those things into the corresponding folders on the new computer, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm confused how to do that. But Okay, so if I went back to this PC and I went to... Are you, are you able to look at my screen here, Linda? Are you seeing what I'm presenting? And I so went you, to users. Yeah, and Linda's PC. You're going to see a folder similar to what's on my screen. No, I only see your... Okay, I got it. No, I got too much. I know, but I got too much on. uh, Okay, I got it now. Linda, he's talking about putting it on a portable drive to back it up and then put it onto the new computer. On the passport you were talking about. I can put it on a stick. Well, I thought you had uh, my passport drive that you were using. Okay, can you take I do. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Put it on my passport drive. Yeah. Do you do do the folders and users or users as a folder and move the whole thing over? Well, Chester. The users are the content of the users. Yes. Chester, when, when we do work on somebody's computer, like say we have to wipe it out and we're concerned that we're going to lose data, we'll grab the entire user's folder. When, when I mean, what we're talking about right here with Linda is just transferring all her stuff over to the other computer. I, I would take the user folder just just for clarity, just because it's so much clearer. When when we do a backup, we try and get everything, and then I just I oh, piecemeal the, the things that matter. And I'm just trying to help her ste- um, bypass some of those steps well, by going right after her account. On your desktop, like my Turbo Packs and all that. Yeah, yeah. So you you'll find that in your desktop folder under your user account, but you'll still need to install TurboTax to use it. Yeah, TurboTax and all the last mm-hmm. and the same with any and windows 10 applications no. you'll have to reinstall all your apps there is no way to move the apps over in a in oh. a perfect world in a perfect microsoft okay. world you would you would install only microsoft store applications and then when you got to the new computer you would sign into your microsoft account and you would you would re-download all those apps again and the settings would be stored in the cloud so that when those apps got reinstalled in your computer you would pick right up where you left off on the other computer Right now, we don't live in that perfect world. And so some of what I'm describing works, and some of it you have to reinstall and reset up for yourself. We're almost there. But right now, we're talking about data. We're talking so about the... So should I put all my TurboTax on six? I'm not sure. Is is that where you want it? Well, I've got all my TurboTax under its own file TurboTax for the last okay. three, four years since... 
18. Well, are you asking if you should so, use TurboTax to make the backup onto a stick? Because I, I know Intuit does that stuff. Should I should I back all those? Should I back put all those TurboTaxes on a stick rather than on the passport? I'm I don't understand the context of them? the concern. That I'm sorry, I Linda. I mean, sure, if you want to, if that's where you want them. But uh, I mean, that's a personal preference. I, I don't know how to how to advise you on personal preferences. Well, I think what you're talking about. Well, why would you why would you put it on a different storage media? It would just get more complicated. Shit. So you're talking about moving everything over would to the new computer? To just... Yeah, I would keep it all together. Keep it simple. Who's yeah. talking? I am. Sorry, there's two of us here. Well, I think the question is... Here, let's are, put us both on camera. Files, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about programs or data. Uh, if it's TurboTax data, like copies of tax returns and yeah. information, then that should be under my documents. But, but if well, it's and... programs that are over... Can't go with yeah. the programs. And, no, and to, to, to add return. on to Chester's yeah. thought, it's no different than Word documents you have or pictures you have. It's just data. And so I don't understand okay. why you would be thinking about separating it into two different. You just create more work for yourself. It makes more sense to me okay, to but, keep everything together so that you can do this transfer all at once. So I should put it in this PC? I have it in a separate folder, but is it also in this PC? So when you say it's in a separate folder, do you mean in your documents? There's a folder in your documents? Where is your separate folder? Well, well under under like quick access, I got desktop, downloads, documents, pictures. Okay, all right, wait, wait. I got a couple things, and then I've got TurboTax. Okay, and if you go in into that folder, where does it reside? It's just like by itself, I think, unless it's in this PC too. Well, why don't you? If you look at Linda, if you look, there's an address bar at the top of the file explorer, and it should show you where it is. It should list the folders that it's sitting in. It should be my documents. That's what I would think. I would think it would be under documents or the desktop. Okay, so let me see. I'm going to bring up TurboTax 2021. Well, we're. We're talking about your quick access list, right? Yeah. Okay, if you click on TurboTax oh, in the quick on. access list, Linda, with the yeah. right mouse button and choose properties, then it'll bring up and show you the location of where that folder exists. In fact, let me switch over to my screen mm -hmm. again, and I'll do that action. Here's my quick access list. I'm sorry, I feel stupid. Well, I, maybe we're just having a communication problem because it's it's very simple. I I am maybe maybe I'm just not being understood. Here's the quick access list you're talking about. You can see it on my screen, and I have a folder called audio. So with the right mouse button, I'll click on audio, and a context menu will appear eventually. And then down at the bottom, there's properties, and I'll just click on properties, and it brings oh, up the folder properties okay. window. And here under type, it says location, and that shows you where that folder is located in your system. Okay. Now, in this case, in my audio folder, it's in okay, so my right root. Click turbo tab. You can see that it's going through and figuring out how much stuff is in my root in my audio folder right now. Those are all recordings of you folks doing this computer club weekly. So are you finding okay. it, Linda? How you doing, Linda? Is it making sense? Okay. This is not what we came here to do today. We've got all kinds yeah. of topics. Morning, Mom. I'm glad you're able to join us. Hi, Judy. Well, go on and forget me. We've been going for a while. We're just helping Linda get information out of old computer and put it in a new computer. 
Are you sure there's something in that TurboTax folder? So what do you mean? Are there actual documents in there? I have all my taxes in there. Are you sure? Yeah. And I just did my that last the only year. place that they reside is in that folder? No, I don't what, know. Judy, I think the question is where is the folder? Not not whether there's stuff in it or not, but where yeah. it's actually located so well, that she's able to back it up without concern. So why don't you move that folder to your desktop and then you know where it is? All of the folders or the whole thing? Your TurboTax folder. Okay. Don't you think? And then that way you can back up that specific folder without... All right, so I well, looked at my TurboTax and I have two, four, six, ten things in it. Okay, where is it located? <laughs> it's under the Quick Access. And when you look at the properties under Quick Access, where does it say it's located? Because the Quick Access isn't actually a location it's like a shortcut okay. to locations all right so how do i find out where the location is that's what i'm saying again under quick access with the yeah. right mouse button click on the folder to TurboTax. choose okay, properties right and the file right. properties window will come up and okay. it'll say there's a section there that says location it says users linda's pc desktop there you go it's on your desktop okay. So that means that if you grab anything under Linda's PC, that TurboTax folder is going to go with it. Okay. 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 You got it? Yes. All right. I think think this is very important for me, but I I think, Linda, what you need to do is just grab that entire user folder and and save it and then put it on your laptop. I totally agree with Chester. I think you should. You should grab. That's that's what we started with. Is grab the entire folder, window, uh, Linda's PC, and stick it on your passport drive. And that way, in its entirety, everything from your user account is backed up to the My Passport drive. And okay. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So just bring up Linda's PC, plug in, plug in the the drive, and then put it on the passport. That's right. Just drag it over to the passport. Depending on how many things you have. It may take a while, but what's nice in Windows 10 is that if there is a problem, and that's the biggest issue with dragging lots of stuff in Windows, is in the past, everything would freeze up when it had a problem. Now, if it has a problem with a file, it just goes on to the next one and gives you a, a warning message saying, problems with this file, what do you want me to do? Okay. So it's a, it's an easy thing to do to just drag and let it let it roll. Just let it ride to the new drive. Well, for me, this is an excellent subject. All right, Chester. <laughs> so okay, th- so guess what? Now my user pet pa- my passport came up and everything's on here showing. So now what do I do? So you would drag this folder to the passport drive. She just did. So I can no, just no, she just plugged in the passport drive. Because the users are already on there, so... Well, what were you using your passport drive for before? Backing up the whole thing. So should I just back up the whole thing? Yeah. Well, sure, yeah. If you have access okay. to that, those files, the same files in the same format, how do, how were you backing up the whole thing? Manually, like we're describing? No, just letting, just letting my passport back it up. Okay, so what you might do is you might verify that what it's backing up you're able to open and use 
Or you oh, might okay. want to, what you might want to do is you might want to make sure that the Passport recovery software is installed and working on the new computer because that's what you'll need to recover that stuff onto the new computer. Okay, go put it on my new computer then. Yeah, and make sure it works the way you expect it to work. Okay. And then and then maybe we, we need to talk about other ways to do this because you could use Windows Backup and Windows Recovery. That's another option that you would have besides doing a manual or using this Passport Backup Recovery software. So those, those are three different methodologies you could move stuff to the new computer. And the fourth one would be to get a Microsoft subscription and use OneDrive and just sync it all into the cloud and sync it over to the computer. So that's four different ways you could do it. Confusing for... People who don't know everything. Yeah, well, then that's all of us. We're all here knowing a little bit of something, bringing all our knowledge together. I have a question that might simplify it or complicate it. If you have a file on your portable drive and it says documents and you go to your new computer and you put that file in a folder that says documents, now you're going to have documents with a folder that says documents in it. Unless That's right. you go to documents on your portable drive and click copy everything in that dr- that folder and bring it over to the new computer and paste it into the documents folder, right? Right. <laughs> So where's the question, Paul? The question is, do you have to go to the documents folder in the portable drive, open it, click copy everything in that folder and bring it to the new folder in the new computer and paste it into that documents folder that already exists there? That's a great question. You don't have to. You can if you want to be precise. You can you can go folder by folder, copying and and moving them to the appropriate location in the other computer. And that might actually be a best practice in this case, because it is quite literally going from Windows 10 to Windows 11. And so there might be some unique differences. There's not. Let me tell you right now, there's not. But there could be. And so that kind of thinking is is warranted to, if you want to be very precise. Now, what I do know, though, is that if you grab the documents folder, the pictures folder, the links folder, and you drug that into the new user folder on the new computer, then Windows would pop up with a message saying, this folder already exists. Do you want to put merge these files with that oh. folder? And you just go okay, and it would move all that into that new folder okay. or into I that. Didn't, I didn't uh, anticipate that intelligence from the Windows program. Yeah, well, and with good reason. You have a lot of history with Windows and Microsoft quality to begin with, so you know no, to sir. not know. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> Microsoft has trained you well. You should be gun shot. <laughs> yes, it'll yeah. ask you. Was there any other questions on file transferring? Yeah, moving on. Did anybody see the Apple announcement last week? It happened during Computer Club, so I needed to go back and watch it on YouTube. But it was pretty interesting. It it announced a new iPhone SE phone. Uh, it announced a um, a new 
uh, iPad Air, which Sid and I have been looking over, trying to decide whether that's worth it. Sid's in the market to replace his old iPad and was wondering if the Air made sense. The uh, What else was there that they announced? The Macintosh Studio, a brand new computer. The very first time they've released a brand new computer in many years. Everything else has been iterations on a previous concept. This is a brand new computer for Macintosh. And a new version of their their display technology. They, they've got a new Mac Studio display. I don't remember if you remember the Studio display they announced last, but that was a $3,000 display that proved to have some technical problems. This display, however, is an $1,800 display, so it's on discount for $1,200. And we have yet to know whether it has technical problems. But it looks like a, a decent display if you feel like throwing $1,800 at a 27-inch monitor. And they also announced the a new Mac Mini. And uh, what else was there? Have I hit all the hit, the, hit all the highlights? I think that's it. Oh, and I'm getting a message that our call is ending in 10 minutes. So we can talk it down just to make everyone and aware, the, though. And the, and the SE is only $429. Yes, yeah, so almost $80 more expensive than the 2020 version. I have not looked specifically at a compare and contrast between the two. What is said in Apple propaganda is that the new SE has the same hardware for the camera, same form factor. So all your charging, all your covers and cases, all that stuff should be the same. However, it does sport the new A15 chip from the iPhone 13. And they say that that chip with the same camera hardware makes the iPhone SE camera better. I, I don't we'll, we'll have to see. It's the same optics, same sensor, same mechanism. However, Apple says that because it's an A15 instead of the A12, it's a better camera. So we'll have to wait and see. It's that small size that the SE is known for, that 4.7-inch display. I think uh, Jim just picked up one of those phones for 300 and, and what was it, $349? And so there is an article going around the internet right now comparing the 2020 to the 2022. I just haven't had a chance to read it. Jim, did you want to say something? Oh, just uh, the U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. That's right. I'm sorry, Jim. It's I, What is it in, in fake money? <laughs> <laughs> about about uh, four and a quarter, I think, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the new SE equivalent would be $80 more than the last one. So that, that $350 price point that was the, such a nice price point, now you're in decision-making whether, whether it's worth an additional $80 versus throwing in a few more hundred dollars for whatever the latest. What's impressive about this phone, I think... <laughs> is its size and the fact that it's got an A15 chip in it. It's just a lot of power to have in that small 4.7-inch display. There you go. That's the, old, that's the old one? That's the old one, and this is the new one. There's no no uh, no bars on the back for the, like that. Oh, okay. But otherwise, it's identical, and the, the button has a, a different feel to it. It's a different kind of button. 
But otherwise, oh, okay. they fit into they fit, they're identical. Maybe this, maybe the new one's a little bit thicker, but it, it fits into the same uh, cases. Okay. So. okay. And you were replacing which model with the SE? Was it an iPhone uh, six? Six, yes, an iPhone six. That's the and that's why I chose it because it, it fitted all my cases and stuff like that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So this, they this, this went right back in the in the in the same pocket as the the old one. One, oh, I know what I missed in the announcements to tell you folks about is they announced M1 Ultra. This is the very first time they've talked about this chip. So the lineup is M1, M1 Pro, M1 Max, and M1 Ultra. And Ultra is a completely different kind of beast. They have different tiers within the Ultra chipset. But what's significant about it is it uses this coupler, this interconnect, to allow two M1 chips to connect to each other. So what this does, if you've been following the Apple technology, when you get an M1, you get more than a CPU. You get the CPU, you get the RAM, and you get the SSD. You get the secondary storage. Whenever you're buying a Mac product nowadays, that's what it is. You're talking about an M1. You're talking about an M1 that has a certain amount of RAM, a certain amount of hard drive space, and a certain number of video cores and processing cores. And I am, forgive me, I just don't have those numbers in front of me. It's something like 10 CPUs, 16 GPUs. It's, uh, that's the way we're rating, we're rating, uh, these chips now is they don't have one core. They don't have two cores. They've got like 10 cores for video and 10 cores for regular processing. And then they have an amount of memory, which would be like 16 or 32 all on die. This is all etched into the silicon. And then you've got the 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 hard drive, which is also etched into the silicon. So you've got 128 gigabytes, 256 gigabytes. Some of these chips are now going up to two and four terabytes etched on the silicon. So what that means is really fast performance because the the interconnection of these concepts are all etched on silicon. There's no wires. There's no buses. There's no third apparatuses connecting the memory and the CPU or the hard drive and the CPU. These things are are not interconnected with wires anymore. They're they're designed right in chip. Well, what the M1 Ultra is is their design language for connecting two of these chips together. And we've done that for many years. We've done multi-chip architecture in the PC world and in the in the Macintosh world with their G processors. And Intel's done it with their Xeon processors, and that's what Apple was releasing their power PCs with. What this interconnect needs or has needed in the past, that technology has been a rather slow technology, and it's cumbersome, and it requires outside-the-chip technology. And this M1 Ultra technology, it does it right on the die. So they're really taking two M1 chips, and they're doing this interconnect, and I'm doing all these hand gestures like people can see me. You got two M1 chips and this interconnect that's new, and all that's fabricated in the same silicon. So you physically get a bigger chip. 
But this interconnect is the fastest of this type of technology. It's 2.5 terabits a second. And one of the significant things they've done here, well, they've got two real significant things. One, literal, literally doubling capacity every time they decide to do this. So they take an M1 that has an SSD of 128 gigs, and they they have coupled it with another M1. Now it immediately has 256 gigs of space. It had 16 gigs of RAM. Now it immediately has 32 gigabytes of space of, of RAM. So it, it is quite literally like sandwiching computers on top of each other. Still, you have you can't do it later. It's got to be what you purchased. Even though they've put two chips together, you can't buy one chip and add the other chip later. This is part of your purchasing decision. So that's a drawback from previous architectures where you could add chips later. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing architecture like that out of Apple. This is their first hurrah with this stuff. Intel's been messing around with this for years. This is Intel's first release, and this is what their first release looks like for the PC power platforms. So this this doubling will have its own tiering based on what chips they're doubling. And so you can see that all in their new computer called the Mac Studio. And the Mac Studio is the very first designed Macintosh computer, the first new Mac computer in many years. I can't even remember what was the last new computer because the iMacs have been around forever now. Well, yeah, but the Cube was discontinued for being a horrible computer. Yeah, but it... It, it is the first new computer. I want to say the iPad Air was probably the last new design iteration that was made. And I'm getting call is about to end. I'm going to open up the other meet because it's ending right now. And while I'm waiting for people to join this new meet, I'm going to ask Google, what was the last new Mac computer? Ready? Let's join now. People are getting knocked out of that meeting and coming into this meeting. You all admit all. We'll call it Macintosh PC. Uh, nobody, yeah, nobody has a good answer for that question. No, there's the evolution chart. Yeah, but this is a completely different computer than what they've had in the past, and it does look like a fat mini. In fact, I heard. Messed up. What's that? Oh, now now it's better. Oh, it's Your working voice. again. Yeah, I have a quick question uh, that I hope other people will appreciate. Yes. Okay, I recently installed the app. WhatsApp. Recent, recently and, installed WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Because uh, we birders here want to use that to communicate. So that was fine. I was getting chats routinely. But now I've got a screen that I cannot get away from. And I cannot look at the chats because it says Google Drive Backup. Oh, yes. And it says select a backup frequency. Well, I don't really care to back it up at all, but there's no option for that. You want to back uh, it up. It says daily, weekly, monthly, never. Oh, never. Okay. I didn't see the never. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then it says end-to-end -end encrypted backup off. I think I want to stay that. Keep that. I want to press never. Okay. Now I'll say done. Maybe it'll work for me. Okay. So, Paul. Since we're yeah. on this topic, let me say at the very least, if you need to switch devices, if you're buying a new phone and you're going to yeah. put WhatsApp on that new phone, the way that you would be able to bring all your chats over would be to back it up. 
Otherwise, okay. WhatsApp will start out fresh on that new device with none of your previous oh. chats. So back it up to Google. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big proponent of backing up to Google because, well, I typically don't replace a device unless it dies. Yeah. And so but, I'm not interested in taking the risk of only backing up when I go to switch it over. So I let it back up periodically, daily. I let a backup go to my Google Drive. And that's actually a topic that we haven't talked about, but apparently that space used to be free. And, and now a change has been made where that cuts into your Google Drive space. So what's in the backup, the WhatsApp backup, is everything that you shared, not only your chats, but the things you've received like funny videos and pictures and audio messages. And so that has some real weight at some point as far as data. And that weight is being applied against your Google Drive, whatever subscription you're on, whether it's the free tier or you're paying paying for space, that is getting added to that Google Drive now, which it wasn't previously. It used to just be free. Well, I'm not paying for any space, but like, for example, I get a message all the time that says, your OneDrive is full. Well, I didn't even ask to have anything put on the OneDrive. It does it automatically, or the Germans say automatically. Well, your OneDrive being full, you might want to investigate that. If you're not intentionally putting anything there, something's getting synced there that's really big. You could inadvertently have like some music or some videos on it you weren't even aware of that are just taking up a lot of space. Yeah. F- I, when I look at my uh, directory, uh, I see the OneDrive and I see pictures in it and documents, folders and stuff like that, but I don't actually access it. So if you go into your Google account, you can go to drive.google.com and it'll show you your OneDrive. And on the left hand column, Google Drive, Google, it's drive, Google Drive. Yeah. And on the left hand corner at the bottom, it will show you how much storage space you have, how much you're occupying, and it'll list the files in that space. You might just, you might, oh, I'm sorry, Chester, I just wanted to finish with, you might see a bunch of stuff in there that you don't care about, and you can just select it all and delete it, and the problem's gone. Okay. I think you'll find out it's mostly your WhatsApp backups. That was the exact problem I was having with it. I had the same wonder I kept coming up every couple days, like, you're full, you're full, and cut off WhatsApp uh, backup. I never had that problem since. Yeah. So you've got stuff in there. Maybe your WhatsApp is so big it exceeds the free account. You have three people to call me on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. How much do they well, charge then you're to... already exceeding capacity before WhatsApp. There's just no space left. If, if you look at your WhatsApp, it'll actually show you how big your, your backup is. There's a, a gigabytes it will take, kind of a warning to let you know how much you're going to be backing up. I'm bringing it up right now. You you should be able to see this in your WhatsApp, I think, because it's actually your... The only difference would be a, a Windows version or a Android version versus a... Um, what is it? A um, iOS version. Well, when I look up, when I look up my uh, my OneDrive, chat backup. Did just what you did, and I kept seeing all these backups from the WhatsApp. So what I'm showing Sid right now is the size of the WhatsApp. Yeah. So it's just my WhatsApp. I use WhatsApp for everything. I've got videos full of it. I've got got pictures in it. I've got audio messages, and all that stuff is backing up in less than a gigabyte. Right. Your Google Drive space is the free space is 15 gigabytes. So I should be able to do 15 times 
the amount of WhatsApp that I'm already doing. But is it, my problem was it wasn't getting rid of the old backup. It just stacked backups to my account and it filled it up. That's interesting because yeah. that's that's not the way the Android version works. I wonder if that's the way the the well, iOS version I works. Cleared, I don't know. When I cleared it out, it cleared it out. WhatsApp backup. So are you hearing this, Paul? Because because this may be yeah. your your situation is you've got something that's backing up to that Google Cloud that's not eliminating the older versions and it's just accumulating in there it could be something like like sid's experience with whatsapp it could be anything that would behave like that though yeah i dealt with the same thing last year i think you i think you got to explore your google drive because if you don't do anything with it something's filling it up maybe i'm seeing that isn't isn't OneDrive Microsoft? Well, we're talking about Google Drive. OneDrive is Microsoft, oh. and everything, yeah, everything we're talking about is applicable to both both services. They're just completely different services. If yeah, somebody said OneDrive, it was a it was a slip. Well, I, I was wondering what Paul had. Does have does he have Google or does he have Microsoft? Well, in this case, what's opened up the discussion is he was using one, WhatsApp. Chester, you're familiar with WhatsApp, right? A, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a messaging program that's really common around here. It's really common outside the United States. A, a lot of people are doing business with it. It's how we communicate. And we communicate with all kinds of stuff. Pictures, videos, audio messages. We send documents to each other, just like any other messaging program. And one of the options that WhatsApp gives you is the ability to back all that up to the Google Cloud. It's only Google. You can't choose something else. If I, I have a question. Oh. Go ahead. Okay, well, was, Cheryl, go ahead, and then Judy. Okay, I understand uh, Chester is confused because I was confused. Paul, you are saying that your Google Drive or your G Drive is telling you that it's full, but you mentioned OneDrive at the same time. So that's where I got confused. Is your WhatsApp... It's only, it's only OneDrive that gives me that message. And I no, said, now I'm confused. What is that? You brought up Google, Google Drive and OneDrive. No, because it was a WhatsApp question, and you can't put okay, WhatsApp. OneDrive, one unless you're paying the $65 no. a year. On Microsoft's uh, OneDrive? No. Word. There's no contract between WhatsApp word. to put uh, it on OneDrive. OneDrive is limited to a very small uh, storage yeah. ability. Well, I just ignore the message because I don't, I'm not <laughs> concerned with it. But uh, So, so it is OneDrive and, that you're getting the message from, not not G Drive, right. not Google's Drive. Okay, right. well then. And, and, I mean, we have Dropbox for, for photographs that we share between computers. But that's the only thing that I back up special. Well, unless you're well, paying for the larger storage of OneDrive, you're very limited in what that drive can hold. Yeah. yeah. It's, you can't well, it's, it it's not very much. Look at the OneDrive folder. It has pictures and folders in it. That's it. So, so because the horror story that I told you, all, the horror story I told you all about uh, – a couple of weeks ago, I just deleted deleted the OneDrive program. Yeah, uh, the the program you can stop using it. It's actually integrated into Windows 10 and Windows 11. You can't actually delete it, but you can stop using it. You can sign out of it. You can delete everything that that it's it's um, caching on your computer. It, but it's part of the operating system. It's part of what, and you know what? It's the same on the Android operating system with Google. G Drive is part of that operating system. You can't, you you can choose not to use it, but it's still part of the operating system. 
The, and Paul, if, if everything that we just talked about is applicable to OneDrive, it's the same idea. You can go into your OneDrive. You can look at what's being stored there. You can dump anything that you don't want to have there. But if you're not paying for the full service, then it's going to be a small amount, like Chester said, similar to the G Drive. And, and so if you want to get rid of the message, you just need to clear that out. I suspect that if you're getting that message, you've got something that's trying to copy things there and just can't because it's running out of space. I'd be interested in knowing if your OneDrive is actively trying to back up and it's running out of space. And if that's the case, you'd want to turn that off. That's because I put big collections of photographs on my computer. And at that point, it says the OneDrive is full. Yeah. So it sounds like your OneDrive is already trying to back up your pictures folder, your desktop folder, your documents folder. And you'd want to go into your OneDrive setting and just turn that off because you don't have the space for it. You're, you're not paying for the space in the cloud to put all that stuff. All right. <laughs> Judy, so, so what I, were you going to say? I have a WhatsApp question, two WhatsApp questions. Certainly. The first one is I don't see anywhere in settings on my phone that I can say whether I want to back anything up or not. On uh, your, do you have your iPhone? Um, yeah. All right. Sid's going to go grab his iPhone because okay. it's the most recent Perfect. iPhone available to us. It should it should say something about backing up. It's uh, in the mm-hmm. Android version. It's under chats. Yeah. So if you go into settings oh, under chats, okay. Mine says keep chats archived. And then it should give you an indicator of the last time it was saved and how big yeah, it was. Mine is an automatic backup on a monthly basis. So I, I just thank you. I found that. So my yeah. next question is I and that's what it looks like. Yes. Okay. My next question is, is that maybe two or three weeks ago, something changed with WhatsApp. I always used it on my iPad with no problem. Okay. Now, when I try to send a message, a WhatsApp message from my iPad, a lot of times it'll get that red unable to send. Then if I log out and I send it from my phone, then it actually then will show up on my iPad, but I can't send. Okay. From my iPad. Judy, to begin with, when you get the cannot send message, can, uh-huh. do you do you see that message on your iPhone? No, it's not there. It's it's definitely not there. It yes. is. Okay. So that sounds like a different experience than I have, but you're using a WhatsApp client that reflects yes. what's a on your phone. Kind of That's like right. And, and it reflects what's on your iPhone. Now, right. in my desktop client, if I can't talk to my phone, it doesn't let me see anything. I can't, I can't write any, but it sounds like on the iPad, it's letting you see a cache of what was on your phone when it could talk to it. Yes. I, I would make sure, I mean, in the moment you're having trouble sending, I'd make sure the iPhone is on. Oh, it's always on. I, with the uh, WhatsApp in front of you. Oh, well, so, well, of course, the WhatsApp isn't always on. Yeah, and what I, I mean, find... It's, it's there, it's just not... I'm not what what I find on, on my Android phone is that mm-hmm. when I can't see and send chat messages... I have to go start the WhatsApp program. Yes, exactly. Because because the battery has 
And so you do that, and then after that, you're not able to send? No, after I log out of WhatsApp on my iPad or on, on my la- on my um, desktop, after I log out of those and restart it using the, the whatever it's called, link devices on my phone, right. then, then, then it it'll works. work fine. But this yeah. is very recent since an update. Since an update. Yeah, it sounds like you're waiting for another update. That's kind of what that's I That's a very too, Apple thing, too. It does. It sounds... Yeah. It sounds like what's happening is that that it's losing its connection to the phone across the internet and and leaving your your pad thinking that it can still work it's leaving it cached with your previous messages it's got an edit field available so you can you think you're able to send i think i would hedge my bets by making sure whatsapp was running on the phone before i started trying to use it on the ipad well that's very inconvenient because i have my phone usually charging in the other room yeah, and my you would, iPad is in front of me. So, but it, this right. is a recent. Problem. Yeah, and I bet this is just a workaround until another update comes out. Make sure you've got the update on both the iPad and on the phone. Maybe. I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm a fifteen dot something dot something. Okay, and the classic question: Have you turned both of them off and waited ten seconds and turned them all back on again? No. <laughs> Always do that, Judy. Always do that. <laughs> Hold the no, buttons. Get the red swipe. Swipe it to turn it off. Let it sit for a couple of seconds. Let it boot up. You should see a gray Apple le- lo- logo. If you, if you don't see a gray Apple logo on startup, you haven't done it right. I and know. then it'll it'll start up and then try everything again. <laughs> and they were saying that if it doesn't work, tap it with a hammer. Yeah, yeah technical right. tap. <laughs> okay, for the uh, backup issue on WhatsApp on uh-huh. the iPhone, you open up your, your WhatsApp, go uh-huh. to settings, and right. then you go to chats. Yeah, right. On it. the chat menu, you'll see uh, chat backup, mm-hmm. and it's your iCloud, not it, it is it, no, no, it's the drive. The iCloud. That's what I was having problems with. And then so, it'll say, so and then there's a switch. It'll oh, say auto really? Backup. You can go to that and do daily, weekly, monthly, or just turn it off. And, and then how, there's also. Yours, how often do you set back yours up? When I get rid of the phone. Yeah, Sid's having a problem okay. with it because it's it iCloud. iCloud. It's iCloud, oh, not G. Not I haven't G Drive. I haven't played and with that's this. That's what in mine a, is too. iCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you got an iPhone, it's going to back up to iCloud. Right. But I haven't had this. Pro, I haven't dealt with any of this since I shut it off. And that was over a year. I'm looking at a message here on SIDS that's telling him to sign in to back up his history. Yeah, because it wants to fill up my iCloud. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Now, I, get I back ready to... mine up monthly, but I'll remember that if my iCloud gets full, I'll turn it but off. But back to, there are three people I contact on <laughs> WhatsApp. Him, <laughs> his daughter Emily, Jose Luis. Because <laughs> if I got in with Yuya, the phone would go off every 30 seconds. Mm. So, well, but I contact all of the workers and and all of those kind of people with WhatsApp. And we're really talking about the convenience of losing these messages because they will be lost forever if they're not backed up. There is no no centralized repository of these messages. uh, Because you go, it's a peer-to-peer network. Where, where you and your correspondents are the only ones that have the messages and the and the pictures, you lose your ability to see those historic messages 
if you haven't restored them from a backup you've created. Unlike Microsoft, or I'm sorry, unlike Facebook Messenger, where you can just sign in and see everything that you've said to the your people. WhatsApp, you sign in on a new device and you don't restore from backup, and WhatsApp is empty. Everything you've ever said in your book club or you've exchanged with your gardener, all that's gone. Right. So the backup is important, especially I would so, I, I would say if your mobile device started behaving iffy, like you're thinking maybe I need a new phone, the battery starts dropping out or the screens start having problems, I would immediately switch to daily backups for my WhatsApp because it's a key component in how I work and live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So if I'm working WhatsApp on my iPad, but it's based on... On my phone, is it still doing the same thing when I have a backup set, or is it only work? The backup is only working on the phone app. Does that make sense? The phone app is what's working, and the iPad app is just a mirror of it. Okay. So when when it backs up, it's going to the same place. It's 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 okay. the phone. The phone is the master. Let's just okay. think think about it like that. WhatsApp yeah. requires a phone number to function. Yeah. Yes. So my question is, um, I'm looking at my WhatsApp settings, and it says linked devices. I have an iPad that does not have a telephone SIM card, right? So can I link my iPad to my iPhone WhatsApp? Yes. yes, this is what Judy's talking about. I, that's Judy's situation. I don't have a phone SIM card in my iPad. I think that's overkill. But okay. no, you just so, you get you go into that app. You can also do it on your desktop if you prefer. But you go into link devices and then you have to take a picture of the bar whatever that's called. It's not a barcode, but whatever that's called. QR code. But anyway, yes. it says um I'm at one place, settings, chat, and it's asking me, okay, chat backup is weekly, and then underneath it, it says end-to-end encrypted backup. Mine is off. What does that mean? Sorry, Cheryl, what was the question? End-to-end encrypted backup. Okay, they're just, yeah, they're just asking if you want extra security on that backup. Probably assign a password to it. So when it comes to restoring from the backup, you'll have to have that passport to open it up. That password to open it up. I said passport. Oh, I see. It says, when you turn this on, no one will be able to access your backup, not even Apple or WhatsApp. Right. I don't think I want that. I'm not a big I'm not a big proponent of, of unnecessary encryption. I just there are too many circumstances where human error cause causes you to lose your information because it was encrypted. And I would okay. I would totally be into encryption if I was working for the government, if I was in the aerospace industry and working with the maquilas, I find that there are security concerns that you have to meet. But as individuals, as you and me, Cheryl, I don't like additional encryption. I think that I, I, I think that that kind of security is overkill in most cases, and it puts you in a position where recovering data is much more difficult, if if maybe impossible. Well, after my experience with the last time I updated my iPhone, um, yeah, I, I want Apple security to have access to my backup. <laughs> 
Well, I just, I saw Jim joined us. Hi, Jim. I got your boo message this morning on the email. Sorry, we're obviously still not in tequilas. But it's nice of you to join us. And I put the link to our document of possible topics in the chat in this meeting. So if you click on that, you can see some of the possible things we might want to talk about. I got a list of news stories here. If anybody doesn't have anything else they would like to contribute, we could pull from this list. And one of the things that I thought you guys, I want to hear you guys fight over the federal requirements for human interaction in automatic vehicles being being withdrawn. What do you think of the fact that the federal government's now saying if you can build a car that drives itself, a human doesn't need to be able to drive it? We're pushing our way down down this futuristic path where you can jump into an Andy cab and if it starts going haywire, you just have to hang on because there won't be any controls for you to drive it. I wonder if an automatic car, an auto-driving car in the future, if it starts doing something whack, wacky, you're going to have to pull out your phone and call the company and say, help, this car is driving ridiculous. I'm just making a bunch of funny stuff. Big because automatic stop. A big automatic stop button. <laughs> just like on every piece of industrial machinery, big automatic, red, big automatic stop. Yeah. That's a great, like, like on the train or the bus. Train. And, yeah. Yeah, train. No, like the wood chippers got that big button side you slap to stop it. <laughs> they have them at the gas pump. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That's uh, oops, stop it. Well, the, so this uh, is the oh, go automatic. Ahead. The automatic uh, machinery I know for the stop button is fully automatic. Is an elevator, and they have big stop button, and then they have a little <laughs> uh, emergency call button. Yeah, I, I wish the guy that rear-ended me yesterday had been on automatic. Yeah, I bet you yeah. do. In fact, this is going to be the tipping point, right? At some point, we'll be like driving around in automatic cars and getting angry at people that are not because they're the ones that are running into us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think this article from Rector's is is really just an announcement of the next step in evolution with these technologies that the federal government it feels comfortable pulling this mandate off of off of these kinds of requirements. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got? Oh, no, I was going to say as part of the joke about the family vacation in the car, whole new meeting. Instead of don't, don't make me pull this car over, it's going to be don't make me hit the auto drive button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like this picture. It shows somebody, I guess, trying to drive with their phone. He might just be taking a selfie. <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> okay, Scott, Let's, I have a sidebar for you. Sure. That's all we are. We should we should title ourselves the San Carlos Sidebar. Go, go ahead, Bill. What you got? The big, the big news today in sports is Tom Brady is out of retirement after one month. Okay, but then a little note I saw is, uh, what do you what do you say to the guy that paid a half a million dollars for the last touchdown ball that Tom Brady threw? I was going to say I thought that was the big news. <laughs> well, it is big news to him. <laughs> He's Super no longer going to hold the last touchdown ball. Yeah. But, you know, you can't fix stupid. Wait. <laughs> Well, the the real question is, how much is the NFT for the football going for now? <laughs> well, I, I think they're going to have a lot of trouble selling the next last Tom Brady touchdown ball. Yeah, I don't know. I, they had no trouble selling me a ticket to the next uh, last retirement concert of Ozzy Osbourne back in the day. I bet somebody's going to buy it. I bought two of those <laughs> at different times. <laughs> 
and and I, I a, go ahead, Paul. Brady better have a bodyguard because he's a marked man. <laughs> That's may, right. Are you saying somebody might Tanya Harding him? <laughs> we'll make sure this is the <laughs> last <laughs> football. <laughs> There'd be a new rule about carrying one of those police uh, sticks out onto the field. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. I'm just trying to get your goat up. What about Russia threatening to nationalize Apple or other other companies? What do you guys think about that? Well, according to the article, the, uh, Apple has a corporate headquarters in uh, in uh, uh, Russia and not a hell of a lot more. Like, what are you going to nationalize? A couple offices? I, I was wondering if this would turn into you could put the Apple label on anything. So you could start oh, just yeah. selling stuff under the Apple name. With, with a little a little sickle on it, a little red sickle. <laughs> that's right. That's actually, you haven't known this, but that's what the red phone's all about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would affect anything. It doesn't seem like they have any any supply chains through there. It seems like all they have is, is distribution. All they have is consumption through there. So I don't understand yeah. how nationalizing would even work. Oh, tell them your conspiracy theory about Foxconn. Oh, well, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. But uh, but Russia is maintaining ties with China. Maybe this plays something into that. Maybe they're able to purchase from the Chinese supply chain Apple products and and sell them under the Russian Apple. I do not know. So the other other uh, news event that I uh, saw today is that uh, somebody predicting in about 2028 the, the next big conflict is going to be Ukraine and China's uh, border dispute. Or Russia and China. It depends on how this shakes no, no, out, right? No, they, they're claiming Russia is going to cease to exist and it's going to be Ukraine and, and China disputing the border somewhere in the middle. Oh, somebody's drunk a lot of Kool-Aid. A lot. <laughs> yeah, you've got two independent stand countries in there and a bunch of other stuff. Well, not to mention that Ukraine is waging an amazing social network war, media war, that's got the whole world on their side and no one helping them. So it, it, we all want them to win, but that's all. That's the most power they've got is this want to succeed from the rest of the world. There's... They, they, in the end, Russia can take them. I'm, that's the sad truth, right? Is well, they're going to have to apply a lot more than. I see Chester shaking his head. What's your opinion, Chester? Well, I, I think there's recent, uh, recent knowledge that, or at least opinions, that the Russia can't take them because they can't, they can't govern them once they do take them. And well, also, Russia has run out of people, and they're trying to get others like China or Syria to come in there and help them. Well, they're bringing so people it could Syria. be that Russia loses. I, I don't know. Personally, my personal opinion is this sounds like news we want to hear, but but I don't necessarily think that means that, that Russia is going to be so easily taken over. And I, I, there's a lot of pitfalls be, between winning sure Russia. Right? Russia has a lot of resources that are still not in use. They, they, they yeah, can always back on to the nuclear threat. They can start doing yeah. cyber war. Oh, Judy just got out of here. Are we running out of time? I wasn't even paying attention. I'm gone. Well, we've got some more articles. Are we are we out of time? I'm not sure. There's nothing telling me that we're, we're out of time. Close. We're getting close. It's 11:20. Okay. So we're we're a little over, but not crazy over. 
goodbye. You're saying goodbye too, Linda? Okay. Well, I mean, since we're cycling out of here, I guess we could talk about recommendations unless anybody wanted to contribute anything to what we were just talking about. Recommendations are left for books, apps, websites, movies, TV shows, anything you think the rest of our group would be interested in. Has anybody come to the table today with something they'd like to share? Last week we we added um, restaurants, did we not? We we did. did. (laughs) Did you see that in the post? I made a list of restaurants. (laughs) So... um, Bill and Jim, um, one of you guys are going to talk about Tuscati. I'm, I'm not sure what you're asking. For uh, restaurant well, recommendations, yeah, it sounds it, like you guys it, have had a meal together. Well, the Tuscati, the the restaurant that's way up uh, at the end of Altronis, the the little fenced-in building with the outdoor dining that was hasn't been open so far is open yesterday and i believe we were the first customers in there and we were and they they are serving uh well, two meals a day like two two choices they have the soba care soba care uh, tortillas the big one foot or 18 inch uh tortillas that they they serve with lunch they have super tortillas uh, is that what you're they, saying yeah, yeah, they got super tortillas. The, like they're, <laughs> they're, they're yeah, they're they're about eighteen inches across, <laughs> and they're uh, flower ones. They're thin, and the lady is sitting there making them as we sat and watched her on her little mesquite grill. That's cool. Uh, Which and is the a meal was, the meal was drum. yeah. The the meal was uh, very good uh, and reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced, and it, it's uh, it's the old Tuscari back uh, back with the uh, with the vengeance. Hopefully. So where is the Tuscary? I'm I'm not remembering it. Oh, it, you you go up uh, to get to it from town. You go up to the the uh, the turnoff to the Delfinario, and then okay. you make a loop back on the on the uh, the lateral. And they're they're just about there, almost immediately. And it's a it's a, just a fenced in courtyard with a brown a couple little buildings connected with a an overhead uh, palapa thing. And the uh, tin roof is this? They used to have a a, a tiendita right there. Is is that where you're talking about? Where the the road right right no, where the no road. oh go ahead uh, there's no road coming off they're just uh, they're right in there amongst the uh, on the side of the road on the side of the lateral you got to look to find it well we may have like to try a, this you, place sid i've never been there you, oh but they were there they were there for two years before covid they, and they had they basically uh a two meal option every day you had they made two different meals and you could choose from them mm. uh and they they made uh, very simple meals very but very economical and, and sat outside there's no inside seating at all you sit outside under the uh, palapa and uh, the you know it, it's just uh, it's, it's yesterday was the first day they've been open since we've been back here this year well tescari i think i'm saying that right t s c s t a r e tescari t t a r c a r i i believe is tescari tescari and they have a they have a website and they they I'm not sure if it's up to date yet, but cool. We'll look for it. <laughs> we they, talk- they have a Facebook page. Um, just a minute. It used to be. Uh, Are you leaving, Mom? T- no. Oh, okay. No. I just saw you waving. <laughs> I just want you to know I got one for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Cheryl, go ahead. Then Mom. Then Sid. Okay. It, it's T A S C 
A-R-I, and they have a web, uh, a Facebook account. Um, it kind of so shows it, their little restaurant. So and, it's Tascari, um, like Tasmania. Tascari. T-A-S-C-A-R-I. It's on kilometer 3.2, Caratera a San Carlos, Boulevard Beltrones, kilometer 3.2. All right. Yeah, it's just back. And they're selling products. And That's they've got said. them all listed, like the big tortillas. You can buy them in packages. They've got their spices. Their I say this word wrong. Chaka. Whatever. Oh, Machaca. Machaca. Shredded beef. Yeah. It's, it's an egg. Machaca. Yeah. And they awesome. even have a picture of their drum where they're making the big. Um, they have a little video. The drum. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tag um, Scott in it. Tag me. And I'll get on Facebook and check it out. You're tagged in the video right. of the making. I'll put a link on it tortilla. to today's meeting, too. Yeah. There you go. Okay, we're done with that recommendation. <laughs> All right, Mom, what do you got? Well, I have a movie for you to watch. It's okay. a 2022. It's called Against the Ice. It's on Netflix. There are actors in here you will recognize from Game of Thrones. Jamie Lannister is in it. Uh, his father... Tyrone was is Tyrone Lannister the father or is that yes yeah that's right okay he's in it and it seems like I spotted one other person um, it's exploring Greenland's vast landscape for a lost map two men must fight to survive based on the true story of Denmark's 1909 polar expedition um, it's a workout these boys work really hard <laughs> going all across Greenland. We you, found it engaging, and uh, historically, it was you know good information. This um, is against found, the ice that you're describing, right? Against the ice. Against the ice. Film. Rotten Tomatoes, however, gave it a fifty-five percent. Well, that doesn't sound fair. I didn't watch all of it because I was screwing around, but Yuya was watching it, and she thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it really is. The the two main actors, <laughs> they look like they're suffering a lot. <laughs> I think they must have to make this even. So, yeah, uh, it's got the dogs in it. Uh, it shows you how the um, Greenlanders hitch their dogs to the sled. I don't think hitch is right. What do you call it when they tie up their dogs? When they harness, harness. The way they harness the dogs and run them is slightly different than the way we do in Alaska. Are they using the fan method where they're all spread out? Uh, it looks like that, but they don't really fan out. I've seen the fan method done really well in Russia. Um, well, they use that up that, along the North Slope quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, they do. I, that would yeah. make sense because they're not going through trees, right? Most of yeah. our dog teams go through forests, yeah. so they have to be able to stay in a line. But, gee, this shows wide open spaces on Greenland, and they managed to do it without showing a lot of melting. Well, I know she and really they, enjoyed the movie. I, I, I didn't. What I saw, I liked, but I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I was doing well, my we own had thing. To turn on our little electric fireplace and put some heat out because we got pretty cold watching this. <laughs> anyway, it was to me, it was a real adventure. And of course, I like all of that far north. 
history and stuff. Well, great. That's it. Do we have any other recommendations? Anybody else want to contribute something? Yeah, I got it. Sid, what are your recommendations? Okay, uh, the other day we ate at uh, La Catrina. Catrina. La Catrina. La Catrina. Um, food was excellent. We got uh, the queso. Oh my tacos. god! Yeah, were, that uh, was nuts. Um, they had Marlin tacos, and the Marlin had been smoked, and it was delicious. Yeah, they 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 tend to have. It looked like their menu was mostly seafood. Yeah, but when we talked to the owner, he was like, "I got steak. I got this. I got that. I got a ribeye." He just went through the whole menu with us of what he had available. And it sounds like a really good place. If the rest of the food's as good as the tacos. You didn't give enough of a description of these cheesy shrimp tacos we had. Because this tortilla had this mountain of cheese that was fried on the t- tortilla, right? Like 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 a tortilla of cheese on the tortilla that was molten underneath its fried layer. And on top of that was, was pan-fried or... or um, yeah, breaded, breaded shrimp for a shrimp taco. It was just crazy. This molten, cheesy, mariscos heaven. And very delicious. Very delicious. We almost didn't make it home because we were napping in the parking lot afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then for a movie recommendation, we rewatched uh, Used Cars with Kurt Russell. The, other uh, the movie holds up really well. It was so much fun. <laughs> I didn't realize that Used Cars was a Robert Zemeckis script. That is a funny movie with, um, what's his name from Escape from New York? Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Yeah, you find out it's, yeah, it was Kurt Russell got to make fun of uh, his opinion of politics because they show his character is running for Senate, state, or for Congress, and he's a used car salesman. And one of the bad ones we remember from the 70s. But uh, yeah, it all comes down to they're using imminent domain to take over the competing car lot on the other side. So they're trying to get the car lot he's working at, and it's just hilarious. But yeah. then when he gets the money he needs to make his donation. All right, you're sharing the plot now. You're sharing okay. the plot. Uh, yeah. I'm, if you haven't yeah. seen used cars, it's a recommendation. The Kurt Russell film from the 70s, 70s right? It's from the 70s, 70s. Yeah. somewhere. You can real, it's an R-rated, and you can tell he had just got out of his Disney contract. <laughs> well, uh, we haven't been to any restaurants, but um, we had a wonderful ribeye steak from Santa Rosa the other night. Oh. I get, split a $12 steak. And then nice. on Sunday, it, I mean, it was really tender. I was so so surprised. Very delicious. Did, did you have them I, cook it for you? No, I cooked it on a cast iron frying pan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because you know, and, they, on Sundays, they got that grill rolling and you can, you can buy and well, have them cook for you. The other thing was on Sunday, I was there at 11 o'clock and they were putting out uh, carnitas. I didn't know they sold carnitas. I, I guess it's only on the weekend. And uh, that was a special treat. We used to get it from Tony, but uh, we haven't tried that lately. Hey, I want to make a recommendation. We went to the movie theater and saw the Batman. You're shaking your head. You wouldn't recommend it? I totally loved it. If you like it. Batman, go watch it. But I thought it was great. It was a poor representation of Bruce Wayne, but it didn't matter because you spent most of your time with the bat. The, and it was... It was three hours long, and at the end of it, we were surprised that we were like, really? That was three hours? 
it went by very quickly. It's a dark movie, uh, but really, really well done. If you're a Batman fanatic, you might find some faults with it. But uh, in general, it was a, a really, really good interpretation of the Batman. Sid doesn't agree. But I've known Sid for over 20 years. For almost 30, right? 30 years. We're over 30. Over 30 years. Sid does not like Batman. So don't listen to his opinion. I like Batman. <laughs> he likes the Joker. <laughs> well, not just the Joker. I mean, this is the best representative, one of the most known criminal elements of Batman. Oh, so you liked you liked the uh, Riddler in this movie? No, the, the mobster. What's oh, the name? mobster. Uh-oh. Falcone. Falcone, yeah. This is like the best representation of Falcone. The actor that played it great. So if you're just looking to waste three hours of your life on a movie, I recommend the Batman. (laughs) Wait for video. Have we got anything else before we wrap up today's computer club meeting? Any last? I have a question for you. Sure. Um, the, The theater. How was it for COVID? Were people masked? What was going on? Well, first of all, you know that our entire state is green now. Also, the movie theater was full of masked people because you can't be there without a mask. You can buy snacks and you take off your mask and you can eat and drink your snacks. And really, I feel like that's just license to take off your mask. And I look around myself and people that aren't eating have their masks on. I felt obligated to put my mask back on. So that's the report from COVID at the movie theater. It, it's a masked world in Wymus. I'm really curious how long they will continue. Uh, the mask mandate has not been lifted. Uh, if you hire me to come over and do work at your house, I will do it 100% wearing a mask. Uh, you don't necessarily have to wear a mask, in my opinion, but because there's a mask mandate, that's how I'm doing work. Well, and we we spent um, Saturday and Sunday north of the border in the state of Arizona. And, um, yeah, I wore a mask, and I was the only one in a couple of places. And I walked right past the signs at the Mesa Gateway Airport that said masks are mandatory. And the number of people that had no masks in sight was quite evident. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate. We've said it before. It's just unfortunate it turned into a political issue in the United States. Here, here, it's, that's nothing. It's, it's a health issue. And until, until the state government mandates that, that we don't need masks any longer, people will wear masks. And it's only, you, you want to find the most, the biggest deviations from this mandate are here in San Carlos. It's, it's, it's San Carlos where you still find people trying to walk into the, into the convenience store without a mask on. It's San Carlos where, where people are, are showing up at restaurants and there are workers that are just so used to seeing customers show up without masks on. They're, they're forgetting to wear their masks. But you don't have that experience in Wymus. If you go into Wymus, it's a masked world. Well, I just saw that uh, we're running out of time on this meeting, and it has, we have gone over by almost 40 minutes. We should wind our way out of this, and if anybody has any last-minute things they want to say, say it now or forever hold your peace until next Tuesday at 10 a.m., where I might be broadcasting from Tequila's. We'll see what happens. That's, that's what I was going to ask, because I missed at the beginning there what was said about um, in-person meetings. So it's still up in the air? It's it's still up in the air, only that I did not have a chance to get organized. I've been playing with Sid, and I haven't had a chance to get over there 
and test things and figure out what my new setup is going to be so we can maintain this virtual meeting and have in-person meetings. So That's okay. It's yeah, all Sid's fault. Yeah. I went there this morning and uh, there was no one. I know. When they are going to be very happy to have us back. Hey, if you need if you need somebody to help you test it out, uh, let me know. All right. Well, it'll definitely be I'll definitely be looking at doing it in the next week here. So I'll let you know. Well, I'm interested what? in any reason that gets me over to tequilas so I can eat chili quiles. Very good. Oh yeah. Jim, are you listening to us? I know you don't have a microphone to talk to us, but but this is how we're all thinking. <laughs> all right. Tech on. All right, you guys have a good week and tech on. Tech on. Yes. Call your brother-in-law. He just came down with COVID. Oh, I heard. Yeah. I we talked to Stacy yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, you know. Didn't he already have it? No. So now he's got a bum knee and he's got COVID. COVID. That sucks. A knee operation and at home with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's not the way you'd want to spend your weeks, but well, especially spring break. Spring break. <laughs> It, it doesn't have as much meaning when you're in your 40s and have two kids. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> spring, spring break is just for napping, right? <laughs> Getting, Knowing him, he's missing out on projects around the house he was planning on getting done. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Or, or, other or camping. Houses. Other people's houses. All right, we got to go. Everybody Bye. have a great week. Good to see you soon. Bye. See you later. Tech on. Till next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, hey, guys, that was Scott Stimson once again forgetting to hit the record button. So this is all just broadcasted out onto the. Oh, hey, look at that. I hit the record button over here. <laughs> That's awesome. So I do have a recording of the before meeting. And if you're looking for that, you'll have to check out our podcast because we don't broadcast that on YouTube where you're finding this right now. But we do release this as a podcast each week. Slightly produced, extra info from the before meeting, and uh, a lot of silence pulled out. We do an intro that's special. It's me and my family and friends each week. Check that out. If you're not interested in reliving the meeting, you should go to the podcast to at least hear our two to three minute intros. Each one is specially created by people I love. Until next Tuesday, this is Scott Stimson. Keep me in mind for any solutions you might be looking for to your computer needs on the internet. I will reach through the internet and help you remotely. Until next Tuesday, tech on.